episode 64 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about the last, I think actual last, Board Game Geek Gen Con 2022 preview list. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam and I talk about all the games that were added after our wrap-up with the whole Variant Hex gang. My completionist tendencies have led to a lot of podcast episodes this month. We did this literally as fast as we can, and then, being excited about how fast we got finished, decided to talk for another half hour. So, go figure. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam. It's gotta be the last time we talk about this, right? Right? Gen Con is the largest and longest running game convention in the US, and I think this is the largest and longest running list of games because every time we think we've gotten pretty much all of them, we refresh this list and there's more titles. Three more showed up in the 10 minutes we were taking to prepare for this recording. Right. And we're not talking there's five more games in the last month. There no. are how many more? There are 92 more games since uh, I think the last one we recorded was around the 10th-ish. And today is the 24th. So... Two weeks, the 92 more games. I'm sure that publishers are understanding like what they're actually going to be able to bring, and that's some of it. Uh, there's more publishers than there were last year for some obvious reasons, so maybe this is how it always goes. Let's be clear that we had no business in attempting to cover all these. No, and let's also be clear that Gen Con, at the point of recording this, is somewhere in the two to three weeks away, which means it's... publishers are waking up. And going, oh no, Gen Con's here. I better tell people I'm going to bring this game. Yeah. And this is like, you know, BGG isn't necessarily officially affiliated with Gen Con, but it is the unofficial, official home of board gaming on the internet. So it is the place where you want to publish these things. And yeah, I think that we are 10-ish. We're recording this on a Sunday, the 24th. So we are a week and a half away from the start of Gen Con. There's going to be a lot of stuff there. To post now. I mean, maybe, do you think it's a marketing strategy? Like, oh, we'll be the most recent one to tell people. I think that maybe they assume that people, as they like travel and that kind of thing, that they are going to be looking at this list then. This is not assuming that people are preparing their budgets months in advance for what they may want to get. I think it's sort of like, I'm in the hotel room the night before and I've got nothing going I'm going to finally look at this Gen Con preview list. It is, it's nice on BoardGameGeek that if you sign in with a free account, you can mark w- how you feel about each game. Must have, interested, undecided, not interested. You can also add notes. And it's, a very, it's very well laid out for you to be able to ingest all of this information. And that's the style we're going with for this it's got to be the last recording because we, don't, we don't have time and it's a free podcast. We're going to rapid fire, go down this list, give the essential details about the game. And from that, make a judgment, must have, interested, undecided, not interested. So it's going to be a lightning round. We're going to see, it's a little bit of a, of a cooperative competition to see how fast we can get through these. And if that is successful, we might circle back and chat just a little bit about ones that we did find interesting, but we'll see. Let's start it off with a self-published game, Master Dater. Three to six players, 20 to 45 minutes. Make messed up characters and pander your way into each other's hearts. Player judge, role-playing, card game, and humor. Not interested. Agreed. Not interested. Moving on to 25th Century Games, Gasha. Two to six players, 20-minute playtime. Try your luck and gather the greatest Gansha collection. This is set collection and card game. Undecided, don't know what Gasha is. Interested, Gasha is like coin when you put a quarter in a machine and get that little plastic ball and there's like a toy inside. Mm, okay, interested then. Yeah. Uh, from Aaliyah Games, we've got Dungeons, Dice, and Danger. One to four players, 45 to 60 minutes. Use dice to defeat monsters as you descend into a dungeon. Dice rolling, fantasy. Not interested, but only because I want a copy of this game, so I think it should be coming to me anyway. Ah, uh, I would say interested. Yeah, I, I am very excited for it. From Alley Cat Games, Dice Hospital ER Emergency Roll. I believe that's an expansion. One to six players, 20 to 30 minute playtime. You flip, roll, and write your way to treat as many patients as possible. Dice rolling, dice icon resolution, dice medical. 
Not interested. Not a huge fan of the original game. Oh, interested. I thought if I understood it, I might like it. Huh. Also, from the same publisher, Dice Theme Park. One to four players, 75 to 90 minutes. A dice manipulation game in which the dice are your customers. Action drafting, hand management, dice. Undecided. I'm going to say must have. What? Yep. All right. All right. Uh, last one from Alley Cat Games. Eternal Palace, one to five players, 60 to 90 minutes. Rebuild the Emperor's Palace in this dice placement game. We have area majority, dice rolling, dice, and environmental. Uh, I'd say interested. I'd say interested as well. A little pricey, $60 on that one. Yeah, let's jump over to Blue Orange Games. Uh, bag of Chips. Two to five players, only 15 to 20 minutes. Gamble on which chips are coming out of the bag. Hand <laughs> management, push your luck. <laughs> Uh, not interested. Not interested. Uh, Downtown Farmer's Market, also from Blue Orange Games. Two to four players, 20-minute playtime. The strategy game for savvy shoppers. Uh, uh, undecided. Interested. Same publisher, Museum Suspects, multilingual edition. Two to four players, 20 to 25 minutes. An investigation game with clues, twist, and turns in a museum. Betting and bluffing, deduction. Interested because Phil Walker Harding, praise be. Uh, yeah, interested as well. Only one twist and multiple clues and turns. <laughs> Next station, London. Last one from Blue Orange Games. One to four players, 25 to 30 minutes. Draw metro routes to cross the Thames and connect London. Connections, line drawing, city building, and trains. I would say interested. Also interested. This one's on Board Game Arena as well. Yeah. Let's jump over to Bombix publisher uh, and start off with garden nation two to four players 60 to 75 minutes build the specific buildings of your new town in the garden but you're not alone area majority and influence interested on that cliffhanger same interested as well nicodemus last one we have from bombix that's two players only 45 to 60 minutes nicodemus gideon is retiring assistants will now face each other in a duel it's action points action event fantasy and industry slash manufacturing i'm gonna go with high interested on that one i think i'm gonna go with low must have for bruno cathala and a two-player game okay uh let's go over to breaking games now starting with asking for troubles two to seven players 60 to 90 minutes Exterminate the pests while exploring the galaxy. Pick up and deliver, worker placement, science fiction. Undecided. Undecided as well. Next is the expansion for asking for troubles. Companions. Um, two to seven players, 60 to 75 minutes. Gain new companions that help or hinder you on your way to rid the galaxy of troubles. Not interested. Not interested on expansions. There, Yeah. Oh boy, asking for Trobles, Trouble Makers. Two to seven players, 60 to 75 minutes. Capturing Trobots adds new ways to score points and upgrade your ship. Not interested. Agreed, not interested. Dwellings of Eldervale, also from Breaking Games, one to five players, 60 to 150 playtime. Battle for control of a new fantasy realm in this worker placement game. Seems to be a pre-order, maybe. But all the same, it's area majority, dice rolling, and fantasy. I'm going to go interested on this one. Could be good. Not interested. Too expensive. Luck, the game. Also by Breaking Games. Brinkmanship bidding and savvy chip placement win this four-in-a-row easy auction game. Area majority influence, auction bidding, economic. Not interested. I would say undecided on this one. Moving on to Bright Eye Games and Cora Quest, one to four players, 45 to 60 minutes. It's a cooperative and customizable dungeon crawl adventure for the entire family. Lovingly not interested for me. Cooperative dice rolling adventure children's game. Yeah, also not interested for me. Let's go ahead and stampede over to Buffalo Games Ooh. with Planted, a game of nature and nurture. Two to five players, 20 to 30 minutes. Care for your very own collection of houseplants. Environmental is the only tag on that one. I'm not interested because I already got it from Target. Oh, okay. I would say interested. I like the theme. Next up from Chili Island, Soulmates, two to five players, 30 minute playtime. How well do you really know your friends? Can you find your soulmate? Card game and party game. Uh, not interested. Too much pressure to find a soulmate. Not interested. Also from Chili Island, uh, Top 10 Quiz is the name of the game. Four to 14 players, 
30 minutes, play your way th through two boxes of seven different categories. It's card game and trivia. Not interested. I'm going to say must have. Oh, okay. Crowd D Games has Art Box. Three to eight players, 25 to 40 minute playtime. Roll dice with shapes and draw items using only those shapes. It's dice rolling, line drawing, party game, real time. I'm going to say interested. Interested as well. Now we next have uh, an expansion for Deep State New World Order. The expansion is called Deep State Global Conspiracy. Uh, still with Crowd D Games. One to five players, 40 to 75 minutes, employ a variety of new ways to overtake the world. Hand management, market, expansion for base game, political. Not interested. Not interested. Which means for the next one, Deep State New World Order, the base game, one to five players, 40 to 75 minute playtime, rule the world through connections, military might, or revolution, hand management market, political, spies slash secret agents. Still not interested. Yep, still no. With Crowd D Games, we've got Enigma Beyond Code. One to five players, 15 to 60 minutes. Break the Enigma code before chaos consumes the world. Hidden <laughs> roles, memory, bluffing, deduction. Not interested. <laughs> Undecided. Ganesha from Crowd D Games. Two to four players, 20 to 45 minute playtime. Decorate a magical mandala to gain favor of Ganesha. Open drafting, pattern building, abstract strategy, and religious. I would say undecided for me on that. I'm going to say interested. Next up, we've got Windmill Cozy Stories. Still Crowd D Games, three to five players, 20 to 45 minutes. Tell a story so that the last person to guess will guess it right. Race, storytelling, bluffing, card game. Another lovingly not interested. Yeah, not interested. Sounds too cozy. <laughs> well, Windmill Cute Secrets, also from Crowd D Games, three to five players, 20 to 40 minutes. Tell a story so that the last person to guess will guess it right. Also, race, storytelling, bluffing, and card game. Still not interested, too cute. Yeah, still loving, still not interested. Uh, Winter Queen, English edition. Create magical patterns out of enchanted crystals to impress the Winter Queen. Two to four players, 20 to 30 minutes. Hexagon grid, hidden victory points, fantasy puzzle. Not interested. Previously owned it. It's fine. Uh, yeah, not interested. Didn't love it the first go-round. Moving on to Days of Wonder, we have Ticket to Ride San Francisco. Two to four players, 10 to 15 minute playtime. Place cable cars everywhere in San Francisco to connect tourist spots. Hand management, network and route building, and trains. Uh, not interested. You've heard my speech on Ticket to Ride. <laughs> I'm interested. Uh, going over to Doomlings, LLC is the publisher. The game is Doomlings, English edition, two to six players. 20 to 45 minutes, species of doomlings compete for dominance before the world's inevitable destruction. In-game bonuses, events, card game. Undecided. Also undecided. From Elf Creek Games, we have Merchants of the Dark Road, 1 to 4 players, 60 to 120 minute playtime. Brave the peril of the dark road traveling between cities to earn fame and fortune. Contracts, dice rolling, exploration, and fantasy. Not interested too long. Undecided. Going to everything epic games, we've got The Librarians, Adventure Card Game. One to four players, 60 to 120 minutes, an ancient fellowship unravels magical mysteries and battles ancient conspiracies. Cooperative game, critical hits and failures, adventure and card game. Lightly interested. I would say undecided. Moving on to Exploding Kittens as the publisher with Hand to Hand Wombat. Three to six players, 15-minute playtime, a game of teamwork, towers, and troublemakers. There's an action timer, hidden roles, action dexterity, and party game. Must have, for sure. Then I will say not interested and try your copy. Okay. Also from Exploding Kittens, the publisher, Happy Salmon. We've got three to six players, two-minute playtime. <laughs> what? High five, <laughs> fist bump, switch places, and have fun together. Be the fastest to win. Simultaneous action selection animals children's game not interested not interested uh zombie kittens is two to five players it's a 15 minute playtime. at which point they explode and they're dead but it's not over yet hand management hot potato animals card game uh not interested not interested so here we've got fantasy flight games now first one up cosmic encounter cosmic odyssey Three to eight players, unknown playtime, unknown age requirement. <laughs> Introduces a campaign mode, 
moons, and more to Cosmic Encounter. Hand management, scenario, mission, campaign game, expansion for a base game, negotiation. Not interested. Not interested. The Lord of the Rings, the card game, revised core set, one to four players, 30 to 90 minute playtime. Revised core set repackages the original with support for one to four players and a new campaign. Automatic resource growth, cooperative game, adventure, card game. Not interested. Interested. Star Wars Outer Rim, unfinished business. Still fantasy flight games, one to four players, 120 to 180 minutes. More characters enjoy new encounters in this race for fame across the Outer Rim. Dice rolling, modular board, expansion for base game, adventure. Not interested. Not interested. Twilight Inscription, one to eight players, 90 to 120 minutes. Roll your way through the Twilight Imperium universe with dice rolling variable player powers and science fiction. Oh, high interested. Yeah, I think must have. Let's go over to first fish games. First up, we got Ducks in Tow. One to four players, 30 to 60 minutes. Area movement, modular board, animals. Must have. Oh, I'm going to go undecided. Yeah, I already know about this game. (laughs) Uh, Town Builder, Corvorden, probably. One to four players, 30 to 60 minute playtime. Yes, this title is older, but this version is a convention exclusive, so it's being listed anyway. The regular version of Town Builder Covorden will also be available for $20. This one is $40. Open drafting, solo solitaire game, card game, and city building. Uh, undecided. Undecided as well. Moving over to format games, we've got Noggin, English edition. 3 to 99 players. <laughs> 10-minute playtime. Figure out how to use two letters to answer a random challenge. Real-time word game. Not interested. That's probably a must-have for me. (laughs) Uh, So wrong. It's right also from format games. Three to 99 players. 30-minute playtime. Answer trivia questions wrongly in order to get the right answer. Party game trivia. High interested. Oh, not interested. (laughs) Moving over to Gameland Games with Tiny Epic Dinosaurs Deluxe Edition 1 to 4 players, 30 to 60 minutes, contracts, enclosure, farming, science fiction. Not interested. Oh, I'd say undecided on that for me. Uh, Tiny Epic Dungeons Deluxe Edition 1 to 4 players, 30 to 60 minutes, deluxify your Tiny Epic Dungeon experience. Cooperative game, dice rolling, dice and fantasy. Ugh, cooperative, I'm not interested. Not interested. Tiny Epic Pirates Deluxe Edition. One to four players, still game one games, 30 to 60 minutes. Pirates take to the high seas for fame and fortune. Dice rolling, market, dice, exploration. Undecided. Uh, Undecided as well. From Games Workshop, we have Blitz Bowl Ultimate Edition. Two players, 30 to 45 minute playtime. A fast fantasy football game where mayhem and showmanship can also score you points. There's dice rolling, grid movement, dice, and fantasy. I'd say interested. Not interested. Combat Arena. This is still Games Workshop under the Warhammer franchise. Clash of Champions, two to four players, 30 to 45 minutes. Combat Arena is back with fast-paced combat, tactical depth, and new characters, card play, conflict resolution, dice rolling, fighting, miniatures. Not interested. Not interested. Warhammer Quest is the last one from Games Workshop. One to four players, 30 to 45 minute playtime. A band of heroes awaken with a labyrinth filled with monsters and treasures. Campaign slash battle card driven, cooperative game, adventure, and exploration. Not interested. Not interested. Game Right Games is the next publisher. <laughs> starting off with Chunky Donkey. Um, three to eight players, 20 minutes. Try not to laugh or force others to laugh to score points. I already failed, apparently. Uh, undecided? <laughs> High interested for me. <laughs> uh, next is Loose Caboose. Two to four players, 10 to 15 minute playtime. Keep laying down tracks to stay ahead of the free rolling caboose. It's dice rolling, hand management, card game, and trains. I'd say high interested. Yeah, you know, must have. Okay. Uh, Gray Fox Games. After the Empire. Two to four players, 60 to 120 minutes. Build, customize, and defend your castle. Worker placement, economic, fighting. Oof. Undecided. I'd say not interested for me. Yeah. 
Arcana Rising from Gray Fox Games. One to six players, 20 to 40 minutes. Sorcerers compete to cast powerful spells and acquire arcane artifacts. Close drafting, in-game bonuses, and fantasy. I'd say interested. Interested as well. Moving on to Helvetic Games. Art Robbery. Two to five players, 20 minutes. Poach as many art as possible from your fellow thieves while also grabbing an alibi. Hand management, take that card game. Not interested. Anti-poaching, not interested. <laughs> uh, next is K3, two to four players, 15-minute playtime. Try to survive on K3 longer than any other player. Action drafting, action cue, abstract strategy, and exploration. Uh, interested. Undecided. Save patient zero. One to seven players, 30 to 45 minutes. Two labs compete to find an antidote that will save patient zero and all of humanity. Simultaneous action selection, team-based game, deduction, medical. Ooh, undecided. Ah, not interested. Moving on to yellow and get on board New York and London. Two to five players, 30-minute playtime. Try to create the best bus line in this flip-and-write game. Bingo, connections, and transportation. Don't tell me what to do. Not interested. Really must have. I already own it. Yeah. Uh, King of Tokyo, Monster Box. Two to six players, 30 minutes. King of Tokyo, the power-up and Halloween expansions, and more. Dice rolling, King of the Hill, dice fighting. Not interested. Like the game, but not interested in this box. From Indie Board and Cards, we have Quest Avalon Big Box Edition. This is the Kickstarter edition. It's four to ten players, 30-minute playtime. Who can you trust? A game of social deduction set in King Arthur's legendary realm. Deduction, hidden roles, bluffing, and card game. Interested. Not interested. Going over to Inside Up Games, we've got Block and Key. One to four players, 20 to 40 minutes. Cleverly place 3D blocks in a shared space to unlock the key to victory points. In-game bonuses, line of sight, abstract strategy, and puzzle. Eh, undecide. Not interested. Oh, not interested as well here. From Knapsack Games, we have Masters of Mutantite. One to six players, 30 to 90 minute playtime. You combine superpowers with environmental objects in an explosive tactical deck builder. It's deck bag and pool building, grid movement, comic book, and fighting. Don't like the name, not interested. Not interested. Going to Mighty Boards, Vengeance, Roll and Fight, Episode 1. One to four players. Why roll and write when you can roll and fight? Real time. Dice. Real time. Undecided. Uh, also undecided. Vengeance roll and fight episode two. One to four players. 30 minute. Why roll and write when you can roll and fight? Real time. Dice. I think episode two is going to be interested. <laughs> I'm confused and undecided. Uh, going over to mix lore. Publisher, we've got Ozark, two to five players, 30 minutes, control locations to launder money and end up rich. Uh, this is movies, TV, radio theme. Oh, it's the show. Not uh -huh. interested. Uh, must have. Like the show a lot. Oh, Squid Game, three to six players, 45 minutes. Last Man Standing wins the Squid Game. It is betting and bluffing, team-based game, bluffing, and card game. Not interested. Not interested. Pandasaurus Games is going to be providing us The Loop, The Revenge of Fozilla. One to four players, 50 to 75 minutes, new characters, new equipments, new game modes, expansion for base game. Undecided. Not interested. I don't even know what I said there. <laughs> uh, Nacho Pile, two to four players, 20 to 30 minute playtime, push your luck and compete for a full stomach of nachos. It's push your luck, it's take that, number and party game. Oh, a full stomach of nachos is always a must-have for me. <laughs> I'm going to say not interested. Let's go to Skate Summer, still Pandasaurus Games. Two to five players, 45 to 60 minutes. Become the pro skater of Pelican Park and collect all S-K-A-T-E-R upgrades. Area movement, dice rolling, sports. Undecided. If this is anything like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, it's a must-have. <laughs> uh, Skull Canyon Ski Fest, two to four players, 45 to 60 minute playtime. Prove you're the ultimate skier on the Skull Canyon slopes. In-game bonuses, hand management, and sports. Uh, not interested. Undecided. Sobek, two players, Pandasaurus Games. Two players, 20 minutes. Pick the good tiles, but beware of your opponent's possibilities. Advantage token, in-game bonuses, ancient Arabian. 
Interested. Undecided on this. Wild style. Two to five players, 40 minute playtime. Get your crew together and bring some color to the city. Area majority influence, in-game bonuses, and real time. Interested. Interested. Queen Games, Old London Bridge. Two to four players, 45 minutes. Uh-oh, London Bridge has fallen down. <laughs> you might help build it again. Worker placement, different worker types, territory building. Undecided. Undecided. From Ravensburger, Disney villainous, bigger and badder. Two to three players, 40 to 60 minute playtime. Stop monologuing and get to work to prove you're the baddest villain. Hand management, take that, card game and fantasy. Not interested. Not interested. Still, Ravensburger Explorers. Uh, Phil Walker-Harding. Create a path across randomly revealed landscapes to collect gems and visit temples, in-game bonuses, modular board exploration. Oh, must have. Uh, interested. Great British Baking Show game. Two to four players, 20-minute playtime. Race to complete sweet confections that earn a Paul Hollywood handshake. Pattern building, real time. Ah, uh, must have. <laughs> this is a lovingly not interested for me. Um, Star Wars villainous, Power of the Dark Side. The villains assemble to face off, race to their goal, and rule the galaxy. Hand management, take that. Card game, movies, TV, radio theme. Not interested. Undecided. I do like Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Repo's production has Stranger Things, Attack of the Mind Flayer. That's four to ten players. 20-minute playtime. Can the humans keep from being possessed and losing their sanity? Not interested. Not interested. Shadowborn Games is giving us Oathsworn, Into the Deep Wood. One to four players, 30 to 90 minutes. Fight for humanity's survival against unnatural horrors in the deep wood itself. Action points, card play, conflict resolution, adventure, card game. Not interested. I'll say undecided, leaning towards not interested. From Stoneblade Entertainment, we have Soulforge Fusion. Two to four players, 25 to 60 minute playtime. Forgeborn heroes battle one another for power and the survival of their faction. Deck construction and card game. Uh, interested. Not interested. Synapsis Games is offering beta. Beta. Sorry. One to five players, 20 minutes. Arrange betas into beautiful patterns at everyone's favorite pet shop. Hand management, layering, abstract strategy, animals. Interested? I pronounced it incorrectly. I'm embarrassed. Not interested. Get out of here. <laughs> Draw the line. Four to eight players, 15 to 30 minute playtime. A real-time party game played in teams. Action line drawing, humor, and party game. Oh, not interested. Not interested. Twin City Games is giving us animals in espionage. Two players, 10 to 15 minutes. I cut, you choose, animals and bluffing. Uh, undecided. Not interested. From Unexpected Games, we have Voices in My Head. Three to six players, 60 to 120 minute playtime. Compete in a courtroom to get the jury to feel as you want them to. Area majority slash influence, hidden roles, humor, and political. Oh, that's, I'm interested. I'm not interested. Upper Deck Entertainment, Legendary, a Marvel deck building game, Black Panther expansion. One to five players, 30 to 60 minutes. Wakanda Forever, join Black Panther in the fight against the enemies of Wakanda. Cooperative game, deck bag and pool building, expansion for base game, card game. Not interested. I like Legendary, but not interested. Another expansion for Legendary, a Marvel deck building game, Doctor Strange in the Shadows of Nightmare. One to six players, 30 to 60 minute playtime, bringing the master of mystic arts into the Legendary universe. Deck bag and pool building, events, expansion for base game, and card game. Again, I like Legendary, I just can't do all these expansions. Not interested. Yeah, not interested. Legendary, a Marvel deck building game, Marvel Studios Guardian of the Galaxy. One to five players, 30 to 60 minutes, guard the galaxy with the 28th expansion to Marvel Whoa. Legendary. Cooperative <laughs> game, deck bag and pool building, expansion for base game, card game. I have already said interested in must have for way too many things to start a game with 28 expansions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. From Vigor Games, monsters and the things that destroy them, the dead. Two to four players, 10 to 15 minute playtime, classic 1980s horror movie slashers square off together in a quick bluffing game. It's betting and bluffing, deduction, card game, and horror. Like the concept, do not like the art. Not interested. <laughs> not interested. And then finally, we've got Zygomatic Games is bringing us Spot It! Star Wars Mandalorian. Two to eight players. Quick, which symbol is on both cards? 
race others to gather or dump your cards, pattern recognition, speed matching, card game, children's game. Oh, spot it. I mean, not yeah. interested. I'd say undecided. I'm fine with spot it. And I'll look at some Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah, it could be fun. Okay. That is the end of these 91, I think. 92 games? Yeah, 92 yep. games. Gosh. How about I reload the page? Okay, still 92 hey. games. Still 92 games. Okay, okay. There is, for this moment, a sense of completion. Yep. And that only took, I believe that took about a half hour, feeling very good about 20 seconds per game. But now, because that was so quick, we have awarded ourselves with a bit of free time, a bit of extra time here to go back to any other ones that we might find interesting or want to talk a little bit more about. I think sometimes going through the quick through, I would catch, um, I think like Richard Garfield had a couple games maybe on there that I might have put higher if I had seen it was him. But like during the rapid fire, like I may have missed some of the creators that would have changed my vote on that. Right, right. Because just from the one tagline and maybe the tags they give, you think if this is any random stranger making this game, less interested. But when it comes with the pedigree of knowing you like that designer. For sure. Definitely. Now for the Dice Hospital, I was surprised that you didn't like, because we played it on BGA. Uh-huh. And it was fine, but neither one was really, I didn't, let me speak for myself, didn't really know the rules. So not like that one. And I think this is actually a roll and write. I thought it was an expansion, but I think it's a roll and write for that. But then that you were, like, into Dice Theme Park. I, now, a theme park as a theme, I like oh, okay. a lot. So, oh, hey, gotcha. I'm already up there because mm-hmm. there's going to be rides and, like, snacks and stuff like that. The idea where the dice are your customers also, I don't even know what that means, sounds super fun on that. Now, I don't know what I, that means. I think it's the same thing where the dice are your patients in Dice Hospital, and I don't know why these humans... You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's dice. It's like dice people helping other dice people. These are like cartoons, but humans, like regular human cartoons. And then in the hospital bed, it's just like a regular dice. And I think at the theme park inside the rides are regular dice. So I know that it's all fiction, but like, it's just one step a little weird for me, that juxtaposition. I also played Dice Hospital more with randos online, and, like, oh, did it didn't you? Okay, get okay. better for me. Like, I feel like I kind of <laughs> got the concept. I'm not saying this isn't great, but, like, yeah, ah, yeah, you know. Right. Well, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, I thought it was weird. There were two bag of chip games. Well, there was one literally called Bag of Chips, and another one called Nacho Pile. One thing that I am seeking to rid my collection of is non-traditional game boxes. I have Junk Orbit, which comes in, like, a cylinder, And I'm trying to get it into another box and, like, get it recovered. I don't want just bags of games. Some people like that for travel, too, because you can, like, throw. You can reduce a lot of size, put them all in one big plastic bin. Some people are, like, into that that's going to fit with their system. It would have to be such a good game for me to buy it when it comes in a bag. I would keep it with the other chips and just be furious three to five times a week when I grab that one. Oh! Yeah, we played Next Station London on... Board Game Arena. I don't understand really what happened. I think I won, but I was just drawing lines between different things. So yeah, uh, we have a habit of just starting a game on BGA and then and then clicking things until it's over. And um, I think that's like Aaron's nightmare, actually. Right. Yep. But uh, it was still enjoyable. It's only sixteen dollars. A lot of these the thing about rolling right games, like I like playing games by myself and something that's kind of quick and not very expensive. I just feel like the investment into it is easier to make than some of these big $60 games like this Garden Nation. I think we were both interested in that one. But $60 is a good amount of money to play it and find out that you don't like it. For sure. Yeah, the art drew me to it. I liked that. You know, you're kind of in a in a garden, lots of little buildings, and you can see like this whole little world structure i think that's neat i think there's a word for that i don't know what it's called but yeah other than that like i have nothing else to go by and that is a high entry cost for a kind of cool looking drawing yeah and it does i will be very shallow about picking games especially if i'm then spending more money it's like i'm gonna have to like looking at it at the very least and so all of the graphic design uh for this like the way that the cards are laid out as well as the artwork that's depicted it's all very consistent in a way that is pleasing and it's all very well done. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely feel like it's not a, you know, some games you look at and you think, oh, this is a risky bet. The gameplay is just going to have to be excellent. Like imagine like little versions of people living in a garden world where they're like flying on a leaf and like riding right. birds and stuff. I'm all about it. Yep. That's I'm exactly what I'm heart. not about. Like kind of yep. this weird garden fantasy magical world. I know it's a big thing and I, you know, I respect it, but it's not my thing. Yeah, you're probably not going to like that game then. No, no. Looked a little bit more at this Nicodemus. It's I have not heard. I've been acquiring many more two-player games, so that instantly like gets bumped up the uh, priority list there of whether I'm interested in it or not. It seems interesting, but I can't really glean anything more. I'm gonna have to look for like playthroughs on that. I think. Yeah, it's kind of steampunky. Like I don't dislike yeah. the art, but it's I don't know. It's a it little. It is definitely. It's not indicating looks- whether I'm gonna like it or not. It looks kind of like Corrosion in that Steampunk. Corrosion, and there's, I can't think of the other game. There's another game kind of recently that I saw that all have that same sort of look to them. Now, these Trobles, is this, this isn't actually, isn't there like a Star Trek, right, that's That's Tribbles. Tribbles? Trouble with Tribbles. Trouble with Tribbles. Okay. The actual, the pick up and deliver worker placement, science fiction, like that all sounds good, but it just seems too silly. Yeah, I don't have to say the name of it. Uh, do you guys want to play right. the tro- Trobills? Tro- Troubles? Right. Trouble? Like, well, I, I, mean, I can't every time. Right. I think it must be Troubles because the expansion, when it says rid the galaxy of Troubles, it's like, oh, wordplay. Trouble makers. Yeah. It's, yes. Ugh. Yes. It's wordplay. Yeah. But there's also a game <laughs> called Trouble. So you'd have to then not like, hey, do you guys want to play Trouble? But not that one, the other one with the space. Right, 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 right. Yeah, not a distinction that I'm looking to make. The Librarians, I know, is a real popular IP. I've never actually seen any of it, but I bet people are excited for that card game. Yeah, I haven't either. I made the comment before we started to you that it looks like a Doctor Who cover, like just the kind of placement of everyone. A pointing of a device in the lower right corner. Could be right. a sonic screwdriver, could be a knife, could right. be whatever. Right, right. It does. It looks like a gun. Um, oh, but it dude. is a cooperative game. I don't know what critical hits and failures are, but a one-to-four-player cooperative card game I'm interested in, but I think ultimately I won't get, because I don't think Aaron likes them, and I think when it's, you said, cooperative game, no thanks. Yeah. Critical so, hits and failures, I think, are just like all or nothing Roles were like, because like in, in D&D at least, it's where oh. if you get a 20, it does like three times damage. If you get a one, it does nothing. It does something bad. So it's usually, I think, more all or nothing roles. Okay. Yeah, they're saying Gloomhaven has critical hits and failures. Because you'll get okay. that times two or you'll get uh, the zero right. Gloomhaven. Yeah. All right. All right. These Exploding Kittens games, I really think Happy Salmon, two you know, might... Two. It might be a fun kids game to have. On oh, that's hand. true. I think, yeah, that's fair. I think right now the only ones we have are uh, we have Rhino Hero, and then we got a couple Bluey games, which Bluey's like this uh, Australian cartoon about a, like a family of dogs, but like anthropomorphic. They talk and stuff. One of those Bluey games was made by Phil Walker Harding because we were trying to like oh. find some games for the niece and nephew who are three years old. So they're like at the very beginning of like a board gameable age. And I, I don't think I'm going to keep the bluey games. Um, Happy salmon seems like two minutes with a three-year-old is like, yeah, that's a, that's about the focus time that we're going to maybe pull together here. So yeah, that's true. That, that's a good call. That might be good for that. But overall, like I'm glad that exploding kittens is kind of branching out. And I think that they have made other games that I, like the way they look and think they're solid games, but they're always a bit like this. I don't love Exploding Kittens in general. So, like, maybe their oh, side no. games are better, but, like, I, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, Fantasy Flight Games bring in a what fair amount of stuff. I think Aaron will like Lord of the Rings, the card game. Twilight Inscription, which is the roll yeah. and write Twilight Imperium. I already have Hadrian's Wall is a pretty big chunky roll and write which I've enjoyed and I would I don't think the playtime is quite that long for it. This one is 90 to 120. I think Hadrian's Wall might be the high end might be 90. I'm not sure. Um but I would yeah, I I I've got time for that. I would I'd try that, which is a lot of time. Um but I've got a lot of time for chunky roll and writes. Yeah, that's exciting. So this Ducks in Toe? Yeah. 
I tried to, this, it came out in 2020. I tried to get this game because it was in like one of the shops around here. And I just didn't make it up. It was kind of out of town. It was like out in the suburbs. And uh, I've seen it be played and you have these, there's like a little clear piece that holds the ducks and you are like moving around the board and putting the ducks behind your little meeple. Oh. And you know what? It's it pretty just, adorable. It, it looked adorable, but the actual challenge, I don't remember more about the um, mechanisms from when I looked it up before. Like the actual movement of having to put them put them in a line behind you and how you had to get them from one place to the other still looked like light game, but an interesting enough game. Okay. I'd already tried to buy that one. Um, so I'm kind of like, oh, if it's just going to be there, I can get it from the publisher. I might, I might consider that. Definitely. So yeah, those format games... I don't know how good their party style like stuff is, but I think that could yeah. be in my wheelhouse of things that I like on that. So uh, pretty quick, was pretty silly. Yeah. The one where you figure out how to use two letters to answer a random challenge. I know you said you were interested in that one. Definitely. And so, so two random letters, seven ways to answer. So for example, you could have a B and an A. Those are the two random letters. And then you say bookend. And the word could be banana because it starts with a B and ends with an A. If it was middle letters, you have a word like table, you'd have A and B. For initials, you could do Ben Affleck for B and A. Oh, I Ooh. like it more. This is pretty fun. It's, I don't oh think my I've seen gosh. this kind of take on it. It's good. I like it. I think it could be called brain melt. And they kind of have a noggin. <laughs> like, they're kind of saying brain melt because they have like a ice cream cone that looks like a brain. And it, it is melting oh, a little bit. A card oh, game too much your brain. Melts, you know what? <laughs> You know what? They've they they've done it. What they've done is they've done it. Didn't even realize it said that. I just saw brain at the bottom because it's kind of small on the overall list. Yeah. Gosh, the the timing part of it I think might be where it's just like, yeah, I have no more thoughts in my head anymore. There's a timer and there's two <laughs> letters and I don't know. I don't know words. Yeah, for the Gamelin stuff and Tiny Epic, I have Tiny Epic Pirates and I think that I just want. I have Tiny Epic Pirates. I've had it for a while. I got Dead Reckoning. And I think it's sort of like, well, if I'm going to have Dead Reckoning, I don't really have any space in my life for the tiny epic pirates. Like, I'll just go ahead and do epic pirates. As of now, it's on my two-cell pile. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So this Chunky Donkey, Chunky Don... I don't know how to say it. Because I know it's like a whole thing of cats, right? Like Chunky Chunker Chonk, the Chonk. Oh, yeah. Chunky Donkey. It's a kicking party game. It's, I bet it's pretty fun. You know, there's unfortunately you there's can not get more like a, pictures. A, like a kid and a grandma in the mix of the party you're having with this, I bet it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, you know what? It's apples. It's apples to apples. Oh. I know. I know. Oh, a little bit of a disappointment, no. but they got us with the donkey wearing sunglasses. <sighs> so, what are you eating? What's that in your pocket? What's that smell? Type of questions, and then. The types of answers are itchy back hair, whoopie pie, soggy diapers. Gosh, it's good we're doing this little bit of recap because we're finding out that yeah, it's it's not it's not as kicking as we thought it was. No, no, loose caboose could also be pretty fun though. I think if it's like I a think... t- time wise, like it, avoid the runaway train. That's kind of a fun concept. Yeah, it it looks like you're laying cards in the same way you would kind of lay tiles. So there's this track that's moving through all of them. You've got some dice that you can roll as well. Like, I feel way better about Loose Caboose, the off-the-rails card game, than I do about Chonky Donkey, now yeah. seeing the back of the box. And it's, you know, it's it's a kid's game. Kids learn probability addition. I would like it to be a little more sophisticated to feel as though I'm going to be able to get, like, true value out of it myself. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But this does seem like a... You know, a, a more unique idea than uh, Chonky Donkey, which is just the same game that we keep seeing over and over again. Yeah, that's disappointing. I really was hoping that was going to be a new take on something. <laughs> yeah. the After the Empire from Gray Fox, I couldn't determine what was really going on there for $100. I was also conflicted because this idea of building and customizing a castle that you have oh. to defend, if it's like a tower defense game, I love tower defense games, historically. It- it looks a little like that. There's like this uh, yeah. plastic castle and you're putting blocks all over it. 
okay, so the price, I didn't know, not knowing more about it, I didn't know if the price was in the components or if right. it was just like, oh, no, with this highly developed gameplay and it's just going to be a thousand pieces of cardboards and little miniatures. Yeah, you are literally building a castle. It looks like it goes from, like, wood to stone. So yeah. it's a it's a bit... It's a bit much, but it does look interesting. Uh, yeah, I like it more and more as we talk about it. It still is expensive. It's still a lot of time, but it's at least not the same old, same old It look fighty, fighty concept. Oh. At least it looks... Oh, it's on Tabletop Simulator. It looks like it's on Tabletop Simulator. So, yeah, I think that's definitely... And I think that would be true for many of the ones that we had below must-have. And uh-huh. even, even then, some of them, maybe we were uninformed. Tabletop Simulator is a amazing resource it's amazing how many games are on there it is like a big old drain on your computer to try to run it because it is not efficient at all so if you have a regular person computer for web browsing like tabletop simulator will try to melt your computer (laughs) and that's unfortunate but it is a great way to get a sense of thing that and you know there's always watching videos as well sometimes that just doesn't translate as much as actually trying to do it yourself oh agreed this this K three game I, I am interested with this surviving yeah. with these blocks and a tower. I don't know how I feel. I feel like I could hate this game. I could love this game. I and I like a survival game. This isn't like a horror survival game, which I think is a nice take because that's usually how those go. Right, and it is just like it is a pile of hexagon blocks. Yep. So you look at the after the empires we were just talking about with all the castle and everything. You look at it and you understand the game that's happening here. Looking at this like. This versus, uh, what was that game? Quirkle? It just looks like unprinted Quirkle a little yep. bit. Like, yep. it seems like you have two pyramids and some kind of line in the middle. I don't really know what's going on. So that one, I think I would have to read the rule book again, another way to kind of figure out if you'll like a game or not. Pieces look great. They're wooden hexagon like cubes. But yeah, all I've never heard of this Helvetic publisher before. They have a Kinesia game. I think he'll make uh-huh. a game for literally anyone. I mean, he's made like hundreds, so what are you going to do? They don't like all look the same, but they have kind of a intriguing look to them, I think, which will be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see there at Gen Con. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because the booth will be all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel like I, I gave a lot of time this year for just walking through the exhibition hall the exhibit hall whatever they call it uh last year it was smaller not there was still plenty of things there but i walked through it very inefficiently and many times like kind of trying to see everything and i know this year it's going to be going to be a bit bigger and i think that for me really being interested mostly in board games i think that's going to be the right mix of my time because it's very it's going to be very advantageous to be able to see things like that from publishers you don't haven't ever heard of to actually see those games open and be able to probably interact with them before buying it like i'm wondering as a collection curation kind of goal we've had episodes about that before if how this is going to skew the way that I buy board games going forward, I might just be buying the bulk of the games that I buy in a year actually at Gen Con. And then the th- other things outside of that might just be a lot less because of that. Yeah, I like that. I'm interested to see how that plays out for you on that, whether you yeah. like that system. Uh, the Quest game, it seems like it might be like Coup, but with some more stuff in it. I don't yep. know if that's true or not. I, I like Coup, but I think Coup is, it, it only is what it is. At this point, so I think if there's a game that provides some more variables and stuff right. with other heads that belong <laughs> to a medieval period of time, you know, like, so, sure, I'm on board for it. Yeah, for me, um, deduction, hidden rolls, bluffing, four to ten players, we're listing a lot of things that I'm probably not going to be about. Yeah, the four-player minimum is kind of wacky, though. Like, I, maybe it's worth yeah. it, but, like, that's that's a hard well, ask, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I... I think for hidden role games, I get why you would need that. Yeah, that's like fair. it's I guess to, like, yeah, to be able to have the right balance. Have that too. Yeah. Right, right, right. This Masters of Mutant Knight, so this was on Kickstarter, and I don't remember what the relationship is, but Aaron knows someone who knows someone who is related to the um, developer. Oh, is it Bill Mutant Knight? I d I don't think so. Oh, I don't think okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it does look good. I think that the theme for me, like, I'm not a huge superhero kind of theme person, and understandably for a Kickstarter game that's developed by a person, as much as they pass that Marvel license around, still not everyone has has it. And yeah. I think that ends up hurting 
games that are probably very good, but then have this generic look to them because they're not the superhero you already know. I think that's just like an unfortunate aside about when you make a superpower game that doesn't have the superpower people that you expect. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Because I kind of gave it some uh, some shade with saying, like, I didn't like the name of it. Mutanite yeah. sounds just yeah. so ugh. But right. you're right. Yeah. I guess you're limited to the words that no one else has used in the comic book not... world ever. <laughs> right, that they're not going to come sue you about. But it was like a deck, uh, deck bag and pool building game. It's a deck building game. And you have, like, I think deck building games that have, like, a map that go along with them, I want to be more about, but I have not yet done that. There, you actually have people, I think, and can be doing attacks in, like, this space based on the cards that you have. Yeah, because Aaron and I have now started playing very little bit of Unmatched, which is you have a deck of cards, you have a a fit like a space a board that you're moving around on and then attacking and i think that kind of genre is interesting but i don't i'm not quite deep enough into it yet to be acquiring more things there's only 60 copies apparently which doesn't sound like a lot for the biggest and best four days of gaming so i think if you are interested we've kind of talked before about maybe you should go to knapsack games sooner than later on that yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that's 60 retail copies. I wonder if it went generally to retail, because I know it was on Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah, the Vengeance Roll and Fight, going to have to dig into that more. We were both like, uh, not sure. I'm not interested at all in the Netflix TV show games. I like, I mean, I like Ozark, the the TV show, so I think it's kind of fun. If I think it's also maybe the one that, to me, translates the best to it, if you're just trying to okay. launder money. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Vengeance stuff looks good. I'm jumping back and forth. Let's keep on rolling. No, you're good. Because what is laundering but transforming resources, right? So that's why yeah, I think it translates yeah, to yeah. games. So Skate Summer, um, I think, might be the best game of the decade if they do it right. Wow. Area movement, dice rolling, and sports. So this is the one that gives you, it's, you know, it's skateboarding. And kind of the same thing we were saying about Marvel. It's like, well, is it is it like Tony Hawk? You know? Yeah, because if it is. It's, It's hard to do after someone has made kind of the quintessential IP for a given genre. I don't know that it could be anything like Tony Hawk. No, but the collecting of the letters, and even if it's just like just nostalgic enough with some cool gameplay dynamics about skating around a city collecting stuff, you know, even in that crazy taxi vein, Tony Hawk vein, that idea of just we're going around upgrading our skateboard, collecting some letters, I could be pretty excited about it. It looks like that's also on Tabletop Simulator, so it sounds like when we really process this, we'll have uh, a few things to try on there. Yeah, Old London Bridge from Queen Games. Queen Games will just, like, I feel like they make solid enough games, and they'll just put it in a very big box, and they'll keep putting a thousand expansions with it, and Uh, I don't know how I feel about it overall. I've gotten two. I got Fresco and Alhambra, big box, like, super big box editions. And I, I'm still on the fence about it. But all that said, the production is great. Like, it's a great production of the game. Like, they're they're doing the thing. But I just don't know how I feel about it. So, London Bridge, $65. I'm sure it's nice. But I just don't know that I can keep getting these gigantic Queen games. games. It's over a dollar a minute. The playtime's only 45 minutes for a $65 <laughs> game. It doesn't seem right. like the right math. Right, right. And I think it's a sort of... I. I wonder, are they the meant to be the kind of games where you sort of have a queen game shelf and you just a lot of your collection is queen games, so you're replaying them a lot and they help they hold up to those replays. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's assuming a lot. Yeah, Explorers has a free app. So that's one this is a Robinsberger Phil Walker Harding. It's a roll and write game. So that's one you can I think the app's free. Now I mean if it's not, it's not gonna be more than a few bucks. I don't exactly know how the game must work because you kinda you switch things in and out, so I don't know if you actually have tiles that you switch in and out and then, like, wipe off, or if these are, like, sheets inside. Okay. But, yeah, it I've, I've enjoyed the app anyway. I saw a playthrough of the Great British Baking Show game. It does not look good. It looks like you're just, there's just a timer, and you're just grabbing cards until you make a thing. Oh, I don't expect it to be good at all. Doesn't mean I'm not going to play oh, it. Doesn't mean okay. I'm not going to earn that handshake. Great, 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 great. Okay, okay. Just just so you know, if that's if that's fine, then awesome. I initially was like, oh, that seems cute and fun. And we have a game called Spies and Lies. 
uh-huh. that feels maybe a little more like it's it's not it's not but I feel like something like that it's a uh, uh, Renegade Games game it's not too old but it's also not very popular I would have liked maybe something more like that where you are doing like worker placement to make these pies and get your resources and things like that I would have liked a little heavier of a game and maybe that's silly of me because what they're trying to do is to sell this to people that watch the Great British Baking Show they're probably not right. trying to sell it to me yeah uh, yeah, pro- prove yourself is one of the actions you could take, huh? Okay. See, that's okay. what I'm looking for. Okay, make your bake. It feels like they had to develop this game in the time frame of one episode of the Great British Baking Show. Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure someone was yeah. just not paying attention. One, you know, loose cameraman person was just not playing, not paying attention, made this game. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and the Star Wars villains looks cool. Look, it looks it very look cool. cool. We didn't like how we felt like there was a mismatch when we first played Villainous. It was fine. It just didn't quite land because everyone's powers are so individual in a way that you kind of don't expect for a game with that theming. But I think for Star Wars, as it keeps going, I think they are good games. We just kind of had a weird experience the first time we played it because it wasn't what I we expected. Right. I've heard you have to kind of know what the other decks do to feel like you're able to even play with other people on that like right. to know what their goals and stuff are so i've heard it's a rough entry cost but maybe after you know that and maybe they're getting better about developing that to be a little easier to understand oath sworn i know nothing about could be cool could be not 135 dollars. it better be awesome if it's going to be oh that expensive. i did not notice that price this is not i mean you're looking at the cover i'm looking at the cover we both know it's nothing that I'm picking up. No, no. It's definitely something I could consider picking up. Or I would yeah. definitely, maybe, like, if somebody else I know had it, be like, oh, we should play that sometime. Like, let them spend the money on it. I'll play it. Uh, it's giant rat people, it looks like, yeah. on the cover. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've, I picked Rats on the Moon. I like a rat-themed game, so wow, I'm on board with that. you sure did. I do. You yep. know, and good for you that you're finding more rat-themed games. Yeah, they keep making it for a, me, so. It's a big old minus for me. It's like, well, it's a rat theme, so we're already, <laughs> we got to knock some down off that. Can't just be must-have with rats all over it. Uh, Draw the Line seems like the worst game there. I think it's charades, uh, but you have to, like, is that what that is? And, it, like, you on draw the, a pattern. On the cover of the box, you have, it's cartoon people, but you have people, you know, seeming to act something out and then you see at the bottom of the box two different uh pairs of hands holding some kind of like whiteboard uh flip book and they're drawing shapes like to connect dots i guess i don't know to make the shape that the people are acting out i don't know yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure how this all comes together people are having a great time though like yeah, but you... look at those people. Do you want to play with them? I don't. Well, they look like, <laughs> they look like regular people. Um, <laughs> You're so right. They're having it... a blast. I, they yeah. how can they be that happy with this game? Gosh, seems difficult. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we are. And that's also four to eight players. But I'm good. guessing because you have to have these pairs of people. Yeah, we're not getting any closer on that one. I don't think I'll actually like animals and espionage. I. It's a two player game, which knocks it up for me. But then I cut you choose and bluffing. I don't like mm-hmm. Konami Koji, not because it's a bad game, but just because I don't, I don't like playing it with my husband Aaron. It's only fourteen dollars, though. I yeah, two player game is fourteen dollars is a good way to take fourteen dollars out of my <laughs> pocket. Um, the animals are a little kooky; they're all dressed up for a, a classy night on the town. I like that. The octopus and in a tuxedo is pretty fun. The uh, components look as though the game costs $14. Like the cards, uh-huh. it's like cards and cardboard tokens. It's nothing nothing too fancy in here. I don't think I'd actually like it. I, I think it's probably a pretty firm not interested, but they've made a cute game here. Probably exactly $14 in cute animals. Nice. And I think that's good. Yep. Yeah, the Legendary Expansions, 28. That's just, oh my gosh. I can't believe that. <laughs> that is so many. That's so many. So many. I, even, I knew there were a lot, but I still would have guessed like 15. But if you like it, I mean, can you imagine if you're 25 in, you're like, well, I guess I'm getting these three. What am I going to say no now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about having 25 expansions that suggests you have any self-control or discretion about (laughs) what's happening here. Like, and I'm, the reason that we're doing this is very much about me being a completionist. Because you start this, they keep adding things, and you're like, well, they've added more. I'm going to, I'm going to complete those, and then I'll be done. 
And, you know, then you refresh the page and they have three more legendary expansions. Like, I get it. I, I completely yep. get the impulse. And I think that's that's why I said, like, I, I, I can't get started with something like this. I don't even know that I would like it that much. I don't know that I like deck building games that get that big or like card games that get that big. Being a completionist, there's no cutoff. So oh, it's, right. it's about it's about knowing it's about knowing yourself. And I think that's probably why I will be pretty easily swayed by like a tiny fifteen dollar game. Like it's not gonna have the best components, it's just gonna have some cute art, fifteen minute playtime, fifteen dollars, and it just feels like, you know what, I will be able to completely know that and know whether I like it or not, and have a sense of completion about that. And that's going to be like part of what I'm buying. This is the opposite. Legendary is completely the opposite. I think it wants to be like a, like lifestyle games. I think so. Cause I mean, just the storage space for all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Would be massive. Marvel champions is doing a similar thing. I got that game. I think I bought it like half price books. So I bought it either used or just, you know, cheaper. What it wanted from you to enjoy this is a lot of time. And I think if you have a lot of time to give to it, that's perfect. But otherwise, I think if you don't kind of get in deeper with games like this, you're not also not really getting the value out of what they're providing. That's probably true. I played the base game, and I think maybe there was like a Spider-Man expansion or something, or like a Hulk expansion. And it was fun. Like, I mean, I liked it. But like, yeah, I don't, I just can't imagine adding 28 different expansions to that experience. Right. The last one, I'm going, we've been going just back down the list in order. I'm going back up to the top for Gasha, which was uh, like when you do a coin game, the little mm-hmm. plastic balls come out and there's things inside. I don't know why they're calling them Gasha. That's just what I can see from the cover. Speaking to what I was just saying of cheap game, quick playtime, yep. 20 minute game, $20. And I think it's just like, I don't think it's actually going to be any good. Like, I think I'll see it. I think I'll see it actually in person and be like, oh, yeah, you don't you you don't don't buy this. Like, you're not you're not going to play this. But I just think it looks very cute. Like, that's what very much so. Yeah. Bright colors, high saturation, which does always draw you in. Yes, absolutely. It looks like it's just like some cards and icons in a way that will not be fun or satisfying at all. So I think that's another thing from these initial impressions that we're doing when you quick go down a list. It says something about, like, the marketing aspect of this. Because I see this, and I'm like, oh, bright colors, very clear. Like, things are very clear and sharp. That getting you to pick it up and turn it over is step one of whether, you know, you ever bother to buy it. Right. So That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. And you're talking about, like, the kind of cover art that you're instinctively drawn towards. Um, I think that's been... Interesting, as we go down this list, on the first part of it, we were digging in a lot deeper, so we would have found that out about this Gasha game right away. Agreed. Yeah, it's kind of fun to take two different approaches to this list. We kind of decided to do it quickly because, I mean, they're added 92 of them, but seeing the juxtaposition of how we react to games has been pretty cool. Right. So, yes, that is now, as of today, which is a thing we've said before, the complete Gen Con list. With 10-ish days to go, I can't imagine we could even fathom revisiting this. But I'm sure that once we get back from Gen Con, we'll have episodes about what we did end up getting, what we saw, how things were maybe different than what we thought, all of that kind of fun stuff. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for listening to episode 64. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. No joke, when we sat down to record this, more episodes showed up. I really think that by the time I can get this edited and out, I'm sure more things will show up on this list, and I have to just be okay with that. I have to be okay with letting that go. We're getting ready for Gen Con. We're planning our route through the exhibit hall. We're trying to make a semblance of a budget. But before all that happens, we still have to do our Game of the Month episode for July. We've played less overall, but we're hitting the last few games in our collection, trying to get through that entire thing before Gen Con as well. So our next episode will be Game of the Month for July, I'm pretty sure. 
if you're listening to these in reverse, it doesn't really matter, I think, when you listen to these in time. It will just be a pretty big compendium of the games that came out in 22 around this time. There, we, we went way too deep on this. We have enjoyed doing this, despite some of the comments that I make here in the closing. We hope it's given you something to listen to as you get excited about Gen Con, and maybe even as you travel to it. Even if you're on Team Gen Can't, we hope it's been interesting to hear about all the new games that are coming out that you'll be seeing in the coming months. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.